This is a brand new episode of the World Staffing Podcast, the interview podcast brought to you by Candidly, where we meet with entrepreneurs, successful business owners, and the greatest minds of the staffing industry. We are interested in what drives them, what inspires them. We want to know what their everyday work looks like and what keeps them up at night. We should all learn from them and at the same time, have a good time. And this is your host, Jan Yedlinski. Welcome to a brand new episode of the World Staffing Podcast. Today with a guest that is leading the strategy for a staffing and recruiting company that is, in my opinion, the best brand on the market. He's tackling the explosive growth that the firm has experienced over the last 12 months, and I'm excited to speak with him about his challenges and success stories. Welcome to the World Staffing Podcast, Adam. Well, welcome, Jan. It's exciting to be here. Thank you so much for being here. I have a ton of questions for you. I'm excited to talk about redeployment, about brand, about technology, and many other things. But before we dive in, tell us a little bit about your journey into the staffing industry. Certainly. It's, it's a fun journey. I think it's one like many that wasn't intended, but <laughs> has been so fulfilling and rewarding. And, and I'm glad I'm here. I spent a good portion of my early career in different kinds of recruiting roles corporately in recruiting outsourcing and just wasn't finding the fulfillment and, and the meaning that I was looking for. And I was very fortunate. A former colleague of mine had offered my name up to this kind of startup firm based here in Minneapolis that was doing HR finance and accounting contract recruiting or consulting work. And I got a, I got a call to say, hey, why don't, you, why don't you come consult with us? Why don't you uh, help? Our clients meet their business problems around recruiting and talent acquisition. And given I was just, you know, like I said, not in a spot where I was finding meaning in the work I was doing, I said, absolutely, let's let's have that conversation. And the more I got to know the organization, the more I got to understand what they were about, I got really excited about the potential of, of doing work. And as that conversation evolved, it actually shifted to saying, instead of potentially going out and, and being a consultant in the field and doing that work, what about coming internally? and helping us grow from that perspective. And ultimately said, absolutely, let's do this. And so I joined the organization almost 14 years ago in a business development role. So you know, I had a full book for a good portion of about five years. Um, and what was super fun, exciting, and scary in all of that was joining at the tail end of 2007. Just started to feel like I knew what I was doing, building good mm-hmm. client relationships, helping people find really good work. And then the end of 2008, 2009 hit, right, with uh, the recession that we went through. Mm-hmm. And that period of time was was certainly challenging as it was for many in the staffing industry that organizations were just, they, they, they weren't sure if they were going to be in business the next day in often mm-hmm. cases. But that was the time where I reflect back to say, Salo as an organization and our co-founders and owners and our leaders at the time really stood out. And the things that we value our actual values and what we choose to focus on came through loud and clear. And mm-hmm. since that turnaround time, you know, 10, 11 years ago, you know, I've been blessed with the opportunities to be in sales leadership here, operations leadership, and, and now in the, the strategy role I'm in. And I get asked the question of, geez, you know, almost 14 years, that's, that's a long run with one organization. And I say, it is. And, and I hope it goes on for another 14 years. And it's primarily based around the fact of who we are, those values, and, and the people that are here. It is such an amazing culture and team to work with and the impacts that we get to make in the work that we do. That I, it's, it's, it's been a ton of fun. And so again, well, maybe it's not where I dreamed I would be when I you know, graduated college. Like I couldn't imagine being anywhere else right now. 
Awesome. I think, you know, Salo is a prime example for a staffing and recruiting company, how I would imagine one in the market, a perfect brand, really nicely designed, pleasing to the eye, obviously, but I think perfect also in the example of creating a niche that helps with client as well as candidate attraction and sourcing. And we'll talk about that in a second, but maybe give us a quick intro to Salo. You know, what are the, the services that you guys offer today? And what are the specific, maybe interesting projects that are coming up? I saw that you have a product that is called Salo Compass, which I found super interesting. Maybe you can give us a little bit of an introduction to that. Absolutely. So Salo, we are a talent organization focused in the finance, accounting, and human resources space. So our consultants that we attract to the organization are career to finance and HR professionals that then can you know paratroop in and support our clients through a variety of projects, initiatives, and interim-based roles. And our whole premise and, and what we were founded on was that the ability to have an agile career, you know, as the gig economy has emerged as it has over the last you know five to 10 years, we were out ahead of that. And so the ability now for us to create truly career paths, career opportunities for individuals that have spent a, a legacy in, in corporate environments to go experience something different, right? That, that is who we are and what we're all about. But also then surrounding them with you know, an amazing brand, an amazing community, and making sure they feel that they're connected and that they're part of something. That's been very vital to us. There are you know, many organizations where you can, sure, you can find some truly meaningful work, but you're not super connected. You're not really engaged with them. And that is one of our key differentiators that we feel makes us stand out in the marketplace and why we've been able to both attract and retain our consultant talent and internally better than what we what we see across the industry. So mm-hmm. those that that work across those disciplines has, you know, to your point, kept us really focused of where are we really great and what's work that's not really us, but you know, how can we help connect to other organizations or other providers that can help organizations, you know, when they have those things. But when it's us, like we are really, really great at what we do. Um, mm-hmm. Inside of, you know, that, that kind of core uh, consultant model, you referenced our Compass program. And it's something we're super passionate about. It's been really fun over the last almost eight years now. It's been in developing that program with a core function or service offering that we provide of finance and accounting talent. Many of our consultants are mm-hmm. individuals that have come out of the public accounting world, come out of the, the, the big four or other regional-based accounting and public accounting firms. And what we were noticing and what we saw happen in the marketplace was that for those individuals that the lifelong career, maybe the pursuit of being a partner in one of those firms, it wasn't the career trajectory for them. Mm-hmm. They were leaving those, those public accounting firms landing into a corporate environment, and they weren't sticking very long. And the common threads we were identifying were that when they made that leap from public accounting into the private sector, into a corporate role, they weren't finding what they were actually looking for. And so we saw an opportunity to create a program, essentially, for us to say, hey, as you're, as you're considering leaving the public accounting world, come join our Compass program, come be part of the Salo community, have the opportunity over a period of a year to up to maybe three, where you're going to get exposed to different organizations, different cultures, different leadership styles, 
mm-hmm. certainly different types of work where you can form what is it you really want to go do? Where do you really want to be? And not have that kind of maybe tainted experience of leaving the public world, going into the corporate world, and, and neither of those two things being what you are expecting or wanting. And so it's been this great kind of rotational program that has attracted some really great talent to us, but also for our clients, the benefit of being able to access really amazing talent that's still a little younger in their career, but has the extreme potential and capability they're looking for. And so it's been a really great partnership between a number of the the big four organizations, ourselves and, and our clients to give these different experiences to these individuals, all with the goal of them ultimately going into a corporate role, landing inside of an organization, but being better informed, being more clear about what they want and what they're looking for. So it's been awesome building that program up. We've also recently in the last year developed and launched another service offering, a CEO advisory practice. Mm-hmm. There are lots of different ways to approach strategic planning, growth initiatives. But one of the things that we saw, again, a gap in the marketplace was that there are lots of firms that offer those types of services. The gap that offers an experience, uh, the company's experience when they go through those processes is the focus on the talent side. Focusing on you know their current teams, focusing on the gaps in talent they may have, that when they're developing these growth objectives, when they're developing these strategic initiatives, the who's going to do it, who's going to get excited by this, and how are you actually going to get there? That's often missing, and so our approach to that and developing our CEO advisory service offering to CEOs and, and other key executives is saying. As you're developing those, as you're thinking about those, it is an, it's so important to ensure that the talent landscape is front and center, if not helping lead that strategy. And so how you approach that differently, how you think about engagement through that process, how you think about retention through that process, all while developing those plans and strategies, it's been real fun to bring that to the market and get some really great feedback and, and actually start to make some impact in some organizations. And in a couple of instances, definitely start to go different maybe directions or different mm-hmm. types of initiatives than what they had been previously thinking about. That's super exciting. It seems like you guys found the secret sauce for engagement and uh, I think ultimately then redeployment. I truly believe that the future of staffing companies will be highly branded in terms of the look and feel of the firm compared to traditional firms that you know when you look at the websites of firms in the last 10 years they are not really, I would say, you know, state of the art compared to you know what consumers and what employers are used to in their daily life when looking in other industries and other products. I think the the future of the industry will look very specialized and niche, right? You'll have yeah. more and more firms that will have a specific focus on a specific skill set and be really good at that. And obviously, technology will drive a big part of that. But let's maybe stick to redeployment a little bit. What is your secret you know, sauce to, to the success? Is there any technology, any, any playbook, any, any you know, blueprint that you guys came up with that you know, is the number one thing that keeps those consultants with you? It's a great question. And we're often asked that, right? Because we've been in business uh, almost 19 years. And depending on how you want to slice and dice, you know, when you talk about retention and, te- and tenure and things of that nature, we have what we believe are some relatively industry-leading and high 
numbers to back that up. And when that question of, well, how have you achieved that? What do you do? What, what is the secret sauce? I joke a lot. It's, it's not a secret. It's, it's something everyone has the ability to do. It's a willingness to actually do it. And it's truly focusing on building relationships with talent and then ultimately finding them and, and creating the opportunities for them that meet their, their desires and their expectations. That's really what it comes down to. And the execution of that on a every day, every interaction basis, that, that is, you know, if anything, the secret sauce because it takes time. It takes an investment and a willingness to stay true to that even when opportunities pre- present themselves where if you cut some corners, you could make some more money. Or mm-hmm. if, you, if you did some things a little differently, you know, it would mean more to the bottom line. That is a very slippery slope that all too many organizations find themselves you know, sliding down that slope. Mm-hmm. And look, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm never going to fault for someone saying, hey, we're in this to make the money. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Go do that. Go be you. But what's made us who we are is what we've said is relationships matter over the transaction. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, building key relationships that will last over time, mm-hmm. that is going to what is propel our growth. And so that, you know, even for me, I can, I can remember vividly multiple times, you know, when I was still in the business development role, where that would come and play true. I can remember instances, and this is not an uncommon experience for us today, but after a, a consultant has done a project for a client, it's not uncommon for them to say, they were, hey, they were awesome, amazing. I have this other work, this other project I'd like to you know, pivot them to or have them now go do this you know, and stay on with us. And for a consultant to say, you know what, it's been great here, but I'm ready for someplace different. I want to go experience something new. And so, you know, now you're put in a position where you've got a client saying, I want to keep this person. They're great. And you've got a consultant who's saying, hey, this was really good, but I want something different. Mm-hmm. And those are conflicting, you know, outcomes for each other where we've always put our focus and priorities on our consultants first. Mm-hmm. And so we've said, we want to make sure that our consultants have an amazing experience. And so we're going to focus there. And so in those situations, it's yes, you want to move on. We're going to go find you something new and we're going to find mm-hmm. a new opportunity, a new project, a new organization to work with. And back to the client, say, it's been a great run, but this consultant and, and what they're looking to achieve and what they want next for themselves is someplace else. How else or what other talent may we have that could fit this other project need? And we've had those mm-hmm. conversations. And in many times, we've been able to put a different person in. Sometimes the client doesn't like that message. They, they feel maybe, I don't know, offended or off put yeah. of saying, what do you mean they won't stay with us? What do you mean they're not going to stay here? Well, fine. We're, we're done with you. And it's like, okay, well, that's unfortunate. But we, we have to support our consultants. We have to support what, are, what they believe are their best interests. And so you know, variations of that and other things where when you invest in relationships and when then you stand behind them that way, that is what ultimately creates retention, tenure, mm-hmm. and strong relationships that will help you build up over time you know, what we've been able to build up. That's great. I think that's, that's something that every staffing recruiting company, maybe one that is in the market for a long time, has to rethink or even new companies that are being started right now, really focus on your niche, you know, create a very highly branded experience and also build relationships to basically be able to to grow. But maybe when we talk about growth, what are the growth opportunities in the staffing industry overall that you would see for the next five to 10 years? Where do you think the market is going and how will it look like? 
It's a great question. I think there will be kind of an emergence of a couple of trends that we're mm-hmm. already starting to see. Certainly, what everybody's experiencing today with such a tight talent market, that's going to continue. The ability to attract mass volume of interested talent and applicants is maybe what organizations have experienced in the past. Those days are gone. Like, I don't know that it ever comes back to that again. And so from a staffing industry perspective, what we have the ability to do is to impact talent and and individuals' career trajectories in a way corporate organizations can't. That meaning the ability for someone to gain a variety of experiences, develop new skills, they, that the acceleration of that and the time frame that they can accomplish that, our industry provides that a corporate environment can't provide. And so while we're all competing against each other often for talent, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I see a, a bigger divide between staffing, consulting, gig platforms, you know, that, the whole, that whole ecosystem competing you know against talent for you know corporate organizations and as as that kind of battle between those two worlds continues on mm-hmm. in the staffing industry our ability to create better experiences mm-hmm. through technology through other relationships I think will attract and retain more talent overall so that that diverges between the the staffing and the corporate world I think it's just mm-hmm. going to get wider um, mm-hmm. and, and more challenging at the, at the end of the day. I think, again, technology and technology platforms will continue to elevate the experience. It will never replace the relationship. People's ability to connect one-on-one, people's ability to pick up a phone and still have a conversation, that, that is, at least for the foreseeable future, going to be a necessity. But the ability to also say, I can get something accomplished without having to call a human, without having to interact with someone, and it was a really good experience, that within the staffing industry is going to continue to evolve at a, such a rapid pace. And you take a look at other platforms you know, in other service sectors or industries, and it's kind of the Amazon effect, if you will, that I mean, when, when you think about if you're an Amazon user or a consumer at the end of the day, Mm-hmm. When is the last time, if ever, you've actually talked to an Amazon employee? Yeah, and yet true. you hear people talk all the time about the benefits that the Amazon platform provides, and you know how it has changed their life and how it has simplified their life, and they've never engaged with an Amazon person ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think the staffing industry goes that far, at least not yeah. in the next five to ten years for sure. But how does that start to show up and change and shift and challenge the staffing industry to create similar experiences or at least create paths to that? That will certainly emerge as well. And the biggest unknown in my mind right now is what is the effect coming out of COVID and coming out of the pandemic kind of generationally? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the things that maybe we thought we were going to see happen with different generations how has that shifted now? Because they, they've absolutely shifted mm-hmm. where you take a look at uh, Gen Z, if, if it's not already, but in the next year or two, you know, they will be the largest percentage of the workforce. Mm-hmm. And they'll be at kind of that, not, not, not midpoint, but early midpoint of their careers. So what they're looking for, what they want versus, again, across the other generations and what they're looking for, what they want, can the staffing industry, can organizations evolve and adapt enough to support 
that wide spread of talent because it's just going to continue to spread and there will be different needs, expectations of talent in those different segments across those uh, experience and tenures and, and generations in how can talent or how can staffing industries and organizations position themselves to either stay so super niche and focused that whatever their the, the talent they're going after, they can really own that segment or open themselves up and be broad enough and appealing enough across all of those segments to attract talent. That is just, that's an unknown yet, but for sure over the next five to 10 years will be something organizations need to address and, and create solutions for. I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, that's one of the most important things, again, going back to brand differentiation and, you know, the just the, the, the look and feel of the services to a newer generation is, is, is highly important. Adam, before we, you know, wrap up this episode, what are the sources of industry news that you consume or maybe even outside of the industry? What is something that inspires you? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you read any news outlet that give you a specific industry news to stay on top of things? Yeah, so, so there's a couple. I think like a lot, you know, try to look at some of the industry leaders, you know, mm-hmm. individuals that do some things. But, you know, for me, I, I like to surround myself kind of outside the industry a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So Jacob Morgan, uh, Future Talent, uh, really like his stuff, his platform and, and his program of you know, where those things are at. Um, Gary V, if you don't follow mm-hmm. him, his social platforms. I mean, he's just you know, got a great message and I think it's just super authentic. So those are a couple of individuals that I really enjoy their their thought leadership, their content they push out. There's a couple of podcasts for sure. So Seth Godin, um, Mm -hmm. the Kembo uh, podcast, big Seth fan, read all of his books, uh, loves the stuff that he's putting out recently as well. Short, simple podcasts. There's a couple of industry ones that also really enjoyed. Staffing show is is one, mm-hmm. along which you know your episode here recently was awesome, by the way. So uh, <laughs> love getting your thought leadership on that one. And then we've had the privilege of working with someone we both know, but here at Salo, uh, Lauren Jones, uh, who's yep. an industry vet and expert. And you know she and Rob Mann, who do the you on the pot you on the experience podcast. It's a fun one as well. So you know short simple things uh, there. But I would also encourage people. There are, you know, a ton of industry things, and whether it's the SIA, ASA, you know, other platforms, other industry associations, mm-hmm. you kind of need to tap into them all. Yeah. And so whether that's their their daily updates or you know other webinars or you know certain conferences, you you, you kind of need to stay in tune to them all because they all have different insights. They all have different thought leadership content and value that if you can expose yourself. To that wider set, you're just going to put yourself in a better position to be more well-rounded and informed, and not just have a certain lens, if you will. So, encourage you know, kind of consuming you know as as much as appropriate, but as much as you can. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And where can listeners find you online? So, when they listen now to you and they want to get to know about Salo or yourself, where should they go? You certainly. Uh, so, first of all, I, I encourage you to check check us, Salo, and myself. Uh, HelloSalo.com. That would be one great spot. A lot of, of our own thought leadership and content there and, and bios and, and things of that nature. LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, across the board. Um, happy to connect. And you know, I, I love connecting for the sake of just connecting and you know, exchanging thoughts and ideas and other things. Obviously, if there's anything we can do to help an organization or an individual, you know, looking to kind of get to what's next. Love to have that conversation and, and use our network, use our connections to to make that happen. So um, you know, love connecting. 
Thank you so much, Adam. And we'll definitely put the links to Salo and your LinkedIn account in the description. So listeners will be able to find you for sure. Thank you so much for being on the episode. Uh, It was a pleasure having you. I would love to check back in in the next 6 to 12 months to see if there's any changes, anything else that we will be able to talk about. So we'll definitely stay in touch. And again, thank you so much for being here. It was a real pleasure. Pleasure am I in this. Well, Jan, thank you so much. You've been listening to the World Staffing Podcast, brought to you by Candidly, the digital storefront for your staffing business. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, like, and leave a review so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Got a topic you want us to touch base on? Shoot us a message. 